they're taking what you're saying to them and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop because we're gonna get tested on it. If, we, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's gonna test us on it. Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report with Sean Chris. Yo, what the fuck is up, y'all? Uh, yeah, we got a little, uh, just waiting for my guest to come on for a second. He's gonna hop on and, uh, we'll kind of chop it up. It looks like a lot's going on. I was just checking. I seen someone put, uh, YouTube's down. I seen that too. I was trying to, uh, I seen YouTube was down and I was trying to, uh, get some shit going, but I guess, uh, it's completely crashed and nobody really knows what, uh, why or not. You know what I mean? So, uh, what's up with y'all? Uh, unfortunately, I was checking out that, uh, um, that, uh, Clear Politics, and Clear Politics is, uh, looks like they're, uh, calling in for Biden. They got it, uh, 319 delegates to 219 delegates. So, that's gonna be kind of wild. Like, uh, uh, what that's gonna lead to, we don't know really. Cause, uh, they still got court cases. I know that, and people are, uh, Gonna keep searching for that and gonna keep pushing for uh, to see how many. Uh, if there was a lot of bad ballots, oh, the blackout might become a man. Shit, that shit happened to me last night. My power was out for like four hours here in Michigan, so I don't know if that happened to anybody else. And then just remember, a couple weeks ago, um, in Israel, Israel was like half of uh, uh, one of their big cities went blackout. It, it completely blacked out. So yeah, uh, I think shit's coming, man. The the globalists are here to uh, put their foot down. It looks like they're going to try to do whatever they can to keep Biden in power. So I don't really know how that's going to change. So hopefully we could uh, get all this shit going. So what's good with y'all, man? Have you guys heard anything? I was uh, uh, listening to... What was I listening to? Uh, of course, I was listening to a little bit of stupid-ass CNN. And because uh, I wanted to see... Uh, a little bit about uh, Biden's task force that he's trying to put together. And uh, here's a little bit of uh, uh, Dr. Michael Osman or something like that. This is what he has to say uh, about what's going to happen this winter. So you're going to see not just case numbers going up, number of people hospitalized going up, but you're going to see the case fatality rates also increase substantially. The next you know, three to four months are going to be by far the darkest of the pandemic. Yeah, so... He's pushing for lockdowns. He wants another four to six week lockdown. He said something similar to like what they're doing in New Zealand, uh, in the UK. So that's that. That should be real, um, real interesting how that's going to turn out. Um, I know a couple of you guys are trying to hop on. I'm trying to wait for my guest. We got uh, there we go. We got him right here. Perfect. What's up, my man? Let me uh, lock him in real quick. No, I got it. My bad, guys. But yeah, uh, the doctor that uh, he's got going on, he's looking like he wants to uh, lock us down again for another four or six weeks. What's going on, my man? Chilling, brother. What's going on, dude? How are you? Know, you I'm doing great, man. I think everything's going good, man. I, I'm really pumped for everything. I think we're chilling right now. I don't know about you. I'm super, super cozy with everything that's going on. The news has been breaking the past couple of days. I'm super excited. Oh, me too, because uh, I think that, well, for me personally, like, uh, I, like I don't have a, uh, anybody in this race. It don't matter to me, right? All I like about all this is that people are actually waking up and actually seeing, like, man, this is some bullshit. 
Because for, for me, I woke up like during 9-11, you know, I was like a big Ron Paul guy and I was like yep. all this shit. And when Obama got elected, I just kind of gave up for a while. I was like, fuck it. I'm just living my life. You guys do whatever the fuck you want. And then when this shit hit, I was like, we got a chance. A hundred percent, dude. Uh, I'm James, by the way. Uh, Sean, nice the, to meet you. From We The People Radio. Yeah, nice to finally meet you face to face. Thanks for having me on. Um, but now I'm just like you, man. I grew up 20 minutes from Manhattan. And 9-11 was like a big red pill for me. And when the commission report came out and they told me World Trade Center 7 was an office fires and a collapse, I was like, yo, this is bullshit. And I questioned yeah. everything ever since. And I was a big anti-Bush guy. And I actually bought into the hype of Obama. I was like, all right, finally, maybe we got you know someone coming in to change. Very quickly, I found out that that was not the case. And he was one of them as well. Um, and that's when I really woke up to the fact it was both sides uh, playing together. And right now, I think more than ever, it really started with, with the China virus, uh, wake, people waking up and seeing what's going on because everybody was home. There was documentaries and things coming out. People were sitting home, nothing, nothing to do. And they were watching these things and they're like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? And just see this happen after. I'm sure you've been doing this for years and being cool. Well, like not really doing this. But just like, just like, I was just talking to my friend the other day and I was like, man, I never realized that we were all truthers. I was just like, we were just like, fuck the system and shit. <laughs> like, you know, we grew up on system of a down, rage against the machine. And Facts. for me, uh, Ron Paul resonated so much with me. That's why I didn't vote for Obama. I was just like, nah, man, I, he got me when he started talking about audit the Fed, uh, decriminalize all drugs. He was like talking about liberty that he's like, you know what? It's how can the government tell you you can't do something just because it might hurt you? Now, it might be stupid. I would suggest you don't do it, but it's not my choice because it's your life. And I just love that he was all about liberty and individuality. Yep. And it's yep. it's it's uh, really how the Constitution was written and how it's supposed to be. The government is supposed to be working for us and not controlling us. And that's literally what they're trying to do right now. Did you see what they're doing with uh, Ticketmaster? Did you see oh. that? <laughs> yeah, you can't buy a ticket. Basically, you can't buy a ticket or go to a concert unless you can prove that you've been tested or vaccinated. You have to have a vaccine ID for Ticketmaster. Like, it's that COVID pass. Yeah. <laughs> now it's called the common pass. Yeah, for real. Get the fuck out of here. Like, I could curse, right? I don't know. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, Okay, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I mean, they're probably going to delete our channels anyways pretty soon. <laughs> I think, well, there's news coming out that they're going to pull a kill switch on, on all of social media, which I really wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. Well, YouTube's I, down right now. I know. I literally, we, I just did an episode with Sheep No More. I don't know if you guys follow him. Um, and I blasted it out 20 minutes before the fucking YouTube went down. I was like, of course, <laughs> of course, just as I put it out, it's, 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 it's gone. So if you're, if you're tuning in, and you're asking where that, that episode is, go to Spotify, Apple, all the podcasts. You can listen to it instead of seeing our pretty fans. It's a bummer because he, he took off his sunnies. He showed his, his full face, <laughs> like coming out of an, uh, being anonymous. It was like a really cool thing, but they don't want people seeing it. We broke the internet. Well, that's what they're trying to do, I think. They want to lock us down. and Because what they're mad at is that we, they created the internet and we mastered it. They, don't, they were like, fuck, we never expected them to be so great at it. Yeah, well, we're, we're children. I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm 37. I'm, okay, so you're a little older than I. I'm 32. You're not okay. much older than But we're, we're the generation of the internet. Like, I remember growing up and getting home from school, immediately turning on my aim and, and blasting out and yep. hitting on girls, like being a little middle schooler. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? Like talking to your crush and never saying a word to her in class. Like yep. that kind of shit. You know, the old school days. Well, we had the first internet. I had AOL and shit. So we yeah, were like, 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 like in 96, 97. But before that, we, we had this old internet and like it was 88 or 89 or 90, somewhere around there. It was called Prodigy. It was like the first uh -huh. internet for the public. It was, and we, my dad was like, man, it's looking, it was shitty, man. All it showed is you the weather. And you're like, who gives a fuck about that, man? As a kid, I was like, who cares? But now to see how much it's grown, because I was just saying I miss the old West days, though. Like you're saying the AMI and the MySpace days and where you can wow. say whatever the fuck you want and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> you literally, yo, you'd be beefing with all your friends because if you weren't, if you're, you didn't have somebody in your top eight, shit was oh, fucking yeah. hot. Like, then you had to adjust it to like 15. You're like, I got you, man. No trip. Yeah. Begging to be like these fucking yeah. like it was a different type of fucking beef. Now everybody's fighting over politics instead of fighting over who's in everybody's top eight. Those were the days, man. I miss. Oh yeah. The well, the like, funny thing about the politics thing that you said is that people are fighting more politics, but they don't even know about politics. No, nah, they know they don't know shit. And it's so funny. Like this is exposing everybody even further. Everything's <laughs> going on right now. I love I love getting in arguments with people. I'm like, yo, you're just regurgitating mainstream media talking points. So like, I haven't watched the news in like three years, dude. Uh, I haven't watched it in forever. And now the news is declaring a president elect, which they don't have any power to do so. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, he won. Yeah. And it's all the same people. I'm like, you guys are fucking morons. Like you just expose how much you rely on the media and you take it for gospel. Well, the thing that gets me upset is like I said, I'm not a Trump guy. I don't have, I'm not against him. I used to hate him a lot of like, a lot, I watched a lot of documentaries on him back in the days. I'm talking about like 96, I mean like 97, 98, all that. And I, I just didn't like him because also he's a corporate guy. I'm always against corporate people. That's probably like my biggest thing is I'm like, oh, fuck that corporate motherfucker. Like, I was, you know, especially being young. But the one thing that like I don't understand is like, because they shouldn't get mad at me because I'm not like, yeah, Trump. I go, okay. I always start, I go, fuck Trump. But let's go, like, what about this? And I bring I break it down to them. I told them about this. Uh, I said Obama took us to two to seven wars. He he uh, bailed out the banks and kicked out 1.5 million people out of their homes. I was like, not to mention they talk about the whole oh Trump's horrible with immigration. I was like, Obama just like uh, Clinton, Bush, Carter, Reagan, they all tear gassed fucking uh, immigrants. They all housed them in tents. And then Obama built the cages. They also separated families. And it's just like. It's just so crazy that people don't care. Like, I even, like, I got kicked off of, like, five different Twitters in the, in the last two weeks because I post this fucked up picture. It's a picture of a child from Yemen. It's all, from, all fucked up from, you know, the blast and shit. And I go, this is what you voted for. So don't pretend, don't get off your fucking high horse, motherfucker. You're not noble for voting for this piece of shit. So stop acting like you're somebody special because you picked a warmonger. Uh, uh, not just a warmonger, someone, like, Oh, it's it's so funny that the narrative that they're trying to push in our face that Joe Biden is going to end racism and Joe <laughs> Biden isn't racist. Meanwhile, he literally authored the '94 crack bill. He 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 worked worked uh, with uh, Str uh, uh, Strawman to create the '88 crack bill. Like this guy is as deep state and anti-black as it gets, and a whole 100 police state. Yes, without a doubt. Well, look at the first thing he said. He's like, I'm going to create a mask mandate and get a lockdown panel. And we're going to lock down the entire mm -hmm. country. What? Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, no, we're not doing that again. Oh, yeah, no. And I hope this time, like I said, I haven't worn a mask at all through this whole yeah. shit. And I refuse to wear one. Mm -hmm. And I, luckily, I haven't really run into anybody like that said anything to me because, like, 
But usually what I do is I pop my headphones in. I just kind of give everybody a little, like, that look like, hey, man, just don't fuck with me today. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get my shit. You leave me mm -hmm. alone, I'll leave you alone. And I kind of get left alone. But I'm waiting for uh, this shit to happen. And every, I, when I go to the store, like, uh, last week, and my brother, uh, I think he's your age. You're 88? Yeah, I'm 88. Yeah, my brother's 88. Uh, my little brother, he goes, like, he's he, he's not for the mask or anything either. But he's just, like, doesn't like to cause trouble, you know? So he'll wear the mask. And I, I don't say nothing to him, but like I, he was like, "Man, they're gonna tell you something." We went to Home Depot. Not one, not one person besides me wasn't wearing a mask, and nobody said shit to me. But every single person was wearing a mask, and it was a little scary because I'm like, "Man, bro, they mean mug you. They give you the stink eye hard when you don't wear a mask." I, I'm like you. I haven't worn a mask yet, and I refuse to. I had actually had the cops called on me by mm. a lady at the gas station. Because uh, even in the mandate, in I live outside of Vegas, shithead Steve is the governor in, in Nevada, and uh, he sucks. He's the worst. But uh, even in the mandate, it says that medical exemption, there's medical exemptions. That's the only way you don't have to wear a mask. And I, I walk in. That's what I've been using every single time. I have a medical exemption. And it's worked except for this one time. And the lady's like, oh, well, uh, I can, you have to wear a shield. I'm like, bitch, where the fuck? Where am I going to just pull a shield out of? I don't have a shield. <laughs> yeah. I shop here every day. This is where I come all the time. And she's like, well, then you can't shop here. I'm like, bitch. I was like, I'll, what's the difference between me giving you this $5 bill that I'm touching with my bare hands <laughs> yeah. and you exchanging dollars? Like, you, you're beat. Like, you're, you're yeah. beat. And she called the cops and the cops showed up. I was like, yo, here's the mandate right here. Um, I'm just trying to get my stuff done. And they let me go. And I just went to another store because fuck them. Man, I have a whole thing ready, but no one's told me. I was going to be like, man, I got stabbed in fucking 1993. You want to see the wound? And, like, I was going to get all crazy. They'll be like, oh, man, leave that guy alone. He might be mental. Like, that <laughs> just like going you going to wild out. You yeah, gonna... I, I like to wild out on people. And then I'll be like, nah, just kidding. Hey, or and my other buddy, though, they told him to wear a mask. He said he just went, all right. <laughs> he just paid for his shit. He was like, he was in the gas station. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's He's true. like, and they're like, oh, you, I can't serve you. It's usually the younger people, though, it seems like. And I was shocked. Uh, some of the younger people aren't, are, are blasting out on TikTok, which is the wildest thing. They're, they're fucking putting out some really good information, some of these younger generations. Not like a generation behind me, but like my youngest brother, who's 22, his generation. Oh, yeah, because my, my daughter has just turned 18, and she, like, man, I didn't even know. Like, I don't even tell her about none of the shit I talk about. I mean, a little bit, but nothing really, but more now. And she was like, man, you heard about Pizzagate? This was like like a year ago. And I was like, how the fuck did you hear about that? And she was like, oh, and she started sending me all these TikToks. And I was like, fuck, TikTok. And that's why they want to take off TikTok. Yep. And it's wild to me because TikTok's owned by China. And I've never downloaded, downloaded TikTok. Like, I hear about all these people. They send me all these great videos. I'm like, yo, that looks pretty fucking dope. I want to download TikTok, but nah, fuck that. Because yeah. who is the congressman that spoke? And he's like, yo, this is what China's doing with your information at TikTok. It's the number one downloaded app. And they're just using it for everything. And they have all your information. Like, fuck that. But fuck. at the same time, like, that is scary. But at the same time, Facebook, Google, uh, even Instagram right now, not only do they have all our information, but they work with the state. They work yeah. like Google is part of the uh cia you know what i oh, mean yeah, they, they do a lot of shit with the cia people don't realize that facebook uh was originally uh called lifelock and darpa created it um which is a branch off the cia and lifelock was supposed to be exactly what facebook is and it's just coincidental just a coincidence that lifelock terminated their program or darpa terminated lifelock 
on February 4th, 2004, and yeah. Facebook's launch date is February 4th, 2004. <laughs> just a coincidence, though. It's just yeah, just a, a coincidence, isn't it? The same program, but, yeah. you know, um, and Amazon, the same thing. They were a dying book company. They were a dying book company, but because they had some of the, the most advanced cloud computing at the time, the CIA, the clowns in action, they gave them boatloads of money to use their cloud computing. You don't think the CIA is not getting anything in return for that? Oh, like, yeah. Come on. I, that's the thing, too, is like uh, when when all the people started saying that, like, defund the police and just talk about the CIA, every time I told people, I go, man, how come I always hear defund the police, but I never hear defund the FBI or the CIA which is way worse because police, we could actually reform and change it and, and make it something that's more for that town, that city. Yes. It's these big police monopolies that we need to break up because it's a corporation now. And that, that's why they go, I'm just doing my job. Like, you yep. know what I mean? Well, look at the FBI now. Like, and, and this is what I think the president is doing such a really good job of right now, exposing all of these, the, these uh, ABC agencies for what they really are. Um, and allowing the people to see now releasing the Hunter Biden laptop didn't just expose that Hunter Biden was doing sick shit with his niece and taking more dick pics than any human being ever. Um, but and all and his father was making connections with China and Burisma. It didn't just show that, it showed the fact that the FBI had this laptop for nine fucking months and sat on it and did nothing. Like, forget about the China and all that stuff. There's pedophilia on this laptop and they sat on it and did nothing. So every American, doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on, you're looking at that and you're like, holy shit, like, why didn't they do anything? Like, fuck these guys. I don't trust them for nothing. Again, the DOJ, the same thing. They've been around all this crazy stuff. We know the Steele dossier. We know all of this is fake and fabricated. And the DOJ did nothing and actually carried it out. So how are you going to trust any of those entities? The CIA, the same thing. They're all connected. Oh, so yeah, they're all connected. All and then that, that well, see, to me, like, that's always been my, uh, I've been really always advocating, telling people, man, because, like, everybody's like, oh, worry about China. Worry about, I go, man, I worry about the CIA and I worry about uh, Mossad. Those intelligent agencies are the most scary thing to me because they can do anything, man. They can manipulate. I think that's what we're going under right now. This is a huge uh, uh, programming, social engineering Psy experiment, PSYOP. Yep. And, and, and it's PSYOP on PSYOP on PSYOP. It's not just... And people think, like, even when I would tell them about, like, the BLM riots and stuff, they'll go, oh, all those people are. I'm like, I know they're not all. All it takes is, like, one or two guys, man. You, I'm, All you need is an influential guy to get in the crowd and be like, man, fuck that cop. And then someone's going to be like, yeah, fuck that cop. And then you start getting this chanter and you start going around. And you just get a few. You only need a few people sprinkled in to really cause chaos. It's not as... As uh, what like people are like, it's oh, everybody's connected. I'm like, you don't need everybody to be connected because you just manipulate them to do what you want. It's groupthink. It's it's divide yep. and conquer at its finest. It's like, you know, you're on. Everybody just in, instinctually wants to be part of a group. They want to be accepted. They want to be liked. Nobody likes to be the outsider or be alone. Like it's just it's natural human instinct to want to be liked and want to be loved by everybody. Um, and I think everybody goes through that regardless of how they say they want to be liked and loved by the family doesn't have to be by everybody, but that's just a natural human instinct. So if you're now in a group and everybody's, you know, chanting this one thing, like, do you ever see that, that experiment where it's like they had everybody except for oh, one step up, stand up and sit yep. down. And, and all of a sudden, no, but none of the original people were in the room, all the new people though, guess what they were doing? They were sitting up and, and standing up. On yeah. The Cause that was the, the president that was set. So they're like, Oh, I guess you gotta do this. And then yeah. there was one guy at the end that was like, fuck this, I can do that. Mm -hmm. But but the majority of people 
are going to want to be part of the group. They're not going to want to be the odd man out, the odd person out. Yeah, and the, it's like a one in like five thousand or something of people <laughs> that are going that not going to do that. You know, like everybody's going to be like, and it, like I said, it's not even about that they're dumb, anything like that. It's just that they're like, you know what, I don't want to make waves. I'm just going to do. And we've been programmed to just kind of be like uh, standoffish and like, hey, it's not a, uh, it's not that big a deal. Just let it go. We'll, it's just standing up. Oh, it's just, uh, it's just wearing a mask. It's just uh-huh. a vaccine, man. Like it's not that big. And then that's how it goes. And people accept it little by little until like the tyranny's right at your front door and you can't do anything. Oh, we're at a, we're at a precipice. We're at a turning point in, in America, in world history. We're not just America. Oh yeah. In it's the whole history. world. So if America falls and we lose our republic, the, the world is, is done. We're going to one world government. We're fucked. And we're at a point right now, and this is what I can't stress enough to people, that we have to allow this legal battle to take place and let this happen. Because if, if this election gets overturned, that's a very good thing for us Americans, us people. It exposes all the fraud. It exposes that it's real. Yep. Um, and it exists. It, it red pills more people. Yes. So it's a very big deal. So if, if, if it goes through, I, I, I say we allow it to go through the legal process. They did it in 2000 with Al Gore, even though that was a sham election as well. Um, but allow that process to happen. And if that process happens and they don't overturn it, because at this point, the fraud is so blatant. It's so obvious. Social media is exposing it more than ever, because this is really the like even in 2016 was really the first election where politics was really taking over social media. Every election yes. prior, it wasn't like that. Um, oh, it so, actually started with Obama and them because they were the first ones to use uh, Cambridge, uh, what's it called, Cambridge Analytics. Yes. They, they were the first on that. So they were kind of the first wave. But but like you said, 2016 was like the, the, the peak. You know what I mean? Everybody like, was using yep. it. Like even in 2008 and 2012, people were still sharing like their dogs and food. It wasn't yeah. like, they weren't having political conversations on Facebook and, and, and or even social conversations yeah. like like social issues conversations. So these are the first two elections that that's really happening and we're exposing because, again, if this voter fraud happened 15 years ago, we'd know nothing. We'd be watching the news sitting here like, ah, shit, we lost. Uh, it doesn't make sense. President Trump had all these people out there and Joe Biden couldn't fill a classroom. This doesn't make sense. But I guess the news is telling us we lost. So we lost and no one would do anything different. But now because of social media, everybody has a camera in their pocket. They're literally capturing all of this fraud right in front of our face. And it's so blatant. So allow this legal process to go through. And if, if for whatever reason it doesn't get overturned, at that point, us as an American people have to make a decision. We have to decide whether we want to just sit back and die and become enslaved or we want to take this country back and restore our republic. Because those are our only two options. And it's not going to be just sitting here and, and talking on the Internet. Like right yeah. now, we need to continue to share all of this fraud, all of this stuff on the Internet. But if it doesn't get overturned, our republic is lost if we don't stand up and fight for it. Um, Well, my view on that is like I agree with you on, of course, like uh, I'm not I think we should let them uh, go through the legal process. First of all, that's part of our system. That's what's part of democracy, how we uh, keep our republic, the republic it is, you know. But I also think that we also as truthers and everybody we know, anybody that's against this shit, don't don't cause a fuss, but stop complying. They say you can't open your business. Fuck off. We're opening our business. Mm-hmm. You say I can't go to the restaurant. Fuck off. We're going to eat at the restaurants. We're not wearing masks. We need people to start keep more and more not complying. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've been very vocal. If, if anybody watches our show, um, especially when the mask mandate started, I was very, very vocal because I don't know about you. I get a ton of messages like, yo, how do we fight back against this? Like, how, what can we do? And my first answer immediately is take off your fucking mask. Yeah. Stop, stop listening. Stop doing what you're told. That's how you fight back. Like, who cares if they call the cops? They, it won't hold up in court. Like, nope. you're, you're beat. It's a mandate. It's not a law. And uh, and that's how we fight back. But um, until it, allow all of that to, to happen, keep fighting back that way. That's the yes. way we fight back and share this information everywhere. Like, I don't care if we get credit. Like, if we post something and you want to yeah. share Rip share. that shit. Fuck it. Yes. I mean, because it's not about that. It's about the information getting out yes. there to everybody. So we need to keep doing that. But if for whatever reason, the courts do not overturn this ruling. It's clear voter fraud. It's clear treason, and we no longer have a voice as an American people. We no longer have a no. We still have a voice. I have a plan because people went after the election. Everybody, even though I'm not a Trump person, everybody was in my inbox. What do we do? And I'm like, What do you mean? What do we do, man? You asking me like, what's she like? I'm running the country and shit. But this is my thought. I keep telling people like, look, if we mobilize in the streets. We're kind of playing into the uh, uh, the globalist plan, right? They want a civil war because that plan works out perfectly. Because if we have a civil war, uh, that's going to put us in chaos. Nobody's the leader. They're going to put the UN troops in here, and China's going to back them, and and they're going to just kind of uh, take over and put in place. The, it's going to look like America. They're going to say it's America still, but it's going to be their leaders doing exactly what they want with none. So what I told everybody is, what we need to do is we need to put a petition together and I'll write all of our names on it, get phone numbers, everything and go look at one point we need to all go into wherever we work and we need to change our fucking w-2s and say i ain't paying taxes no fucking more a hundred million people not paying taxes would be the biggest message that we could send ever because you hit them in the pockets i and what are they gonna to do to, i would love to say that, that that's possible i would love to say that that's possible but i don't even think a hundred million people are not listening to this mask mandate like they're just all following along like sheep. And this is what I like. I had an argument with my buddy on our show. He's like, yo, the police are on our side. Like the military is on our side. I'm like, they're not going to just come and round us up all at once. They're not going to just like shut us all down at once. They're going to pick us off one by one. And it's just like in New York City where the girl's getting raped and and she's screaming for help. And the guy just saw, yo, lady, shut the fuck up. Like no one wants, no one cares. No one gives a shit as long as it's not. You, they're not involved. Like, ah, it yep. sucks for that person. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to get in trouble, too. And that's everybody's mentality. It's a bystander mentality. Yep. Um, so, and this is why, for people that don't study history, only 3% of Americans fought against the, the largest revolution. empire in the world. In yep. the revolution. And that's why they're called the three percenters. And I truly think if it got to that point, it's only going to be, again, a very small, maybe more than 3% now. But it's only going to be a very small, marginal amount of Americans that will stand up and fight. And keep in mind, we are the most armed uh, civilry, civilianry in the world. And the reason why Japan in World War II is like, yeah, we're not invading America because there'll be a gun behind every blade of grass. Yep. Um, but at the same, at the same time. Uh, I don't expect 100 million people to just stop paying taxes. No, I'm with you. I, that's a pipe dream. I know. I'm just saying. I just I was explaining it to people because I was like, but the thing is, and I'm like, you're not really serious. Then that's what I keep telling people. I'm like, you keep. Oh man, you're gonna you're, if you're gonna comply, I'm not gonna comply. I don't care if they throw me in a goulash. I don't give a fuck if they put a gun to my head. I've just always been that person. I've been in jail. I've been all that shit. I'm like, do what you gotta do, man. I don't give a fuck because at some point. And I agree with you. It's probably going to be a very small percentage. But the but the positive notion of that 
is first of all three three percent of America right now, man. That's like three million people. That's a lot of people. Plus, well, we would be strategic because I've looked. Very, I studied very deeply even before this all was happening. I was studying deeply on like what would happen to a civil war, left versus right. Right? They were talking a lot about that, mm-hmm. and I I seen that like the tactics, and they were saying, well, the right would win most likely because they have they have all the vehicles, they have all the weapons. They most of the right has all the stuff you need. For a, uh, for a military to fucking start. Yeah, they're all preppers. They're all... Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they say they're right, but that's also libertarians, a lot of yeah. independents. Like, it's a lot of people that just are not anti-government, but... It's not... I don't even think they're they're right. They're they're Americans. They're patriots. Yes. They're, they, they love our country. And, it, it, like, there used to be Democrats that loved our country. I used to believe that. And that, that I think that would fight for the side of liberty and freedom. But now it's just so polarizing. Um, and it's definitely, I guess you'd have to say it's right versus left when in reality, it's really not. Yeah, it really isn't because obviously there's not two ideologies in America. There's tons of different ideologies. That's just a facade that there's only two left and right. That's, it's not true. Mm-hmm. It's the but Biden conquer. Yeah. But what I think though, is that, that the problem that I have with the civil war that I don't know the outcome is because there's so many people that are, um, are compliant to the state, even uh, 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 super righties and super conservatives, because they'll be like, oh, well, he's taking that guy to jail because he had a little bit of drugs. I'm like, well, then you're you're conforming to the yep. state, then, man. And when you tell them that, they get kind of upset. And I'm like, dude, you can't pray. Like, I love the military, but the military and the police are two different things. The military is doing what, And first of all, I don't want our military police in the world anymore. That's nope. that's that causes yep. a lot of problems and stress to us. That's ca- death that's from why, soldiers. That's why- Esper got fired because President yep. Trump is trying to remove our troops from Afghanistan after 20 years. And Esper is like, nah, we don't want to do that. And Trump's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. I'm going to get somebody who will. That's what that's one thing that got me like, man, like he, he swayed me, man, uh, more than he's ever, man. I'm telling you that last debate and I'm talking about I'm not a, uh, I'm not really biased towards any person. But like if you can tell me something that's going to say speak to me and like i felt like he was calm cool collective in the debate and then to just the fact that he's the first president in like what 60 years that hasn't gone that hasn't gone to a new war there's a reason why the entire establishment is against this man yes like it's it's so funny that all these people that are anti-trump are like they they're like oh we're fighting against the establishment i'm like yo you are siding with everybody that is the establishment corporations media all of them and Donald Trump, there, there's a reason why they're not just tearing him down, but they're going after his family, his 14-year-old son. Like, that's not something that they would do if he was one of them. That's not something that they would do. The entire establishment, because it's not just, like, one faction. It's, like, every piece of the establishment is all uh, hands on deck to try to get this man out of office and remove him. And the things that he's doing is so anti-establishment and so anti what their agenda agenda 21 or 2030 would would normally be the things that he's putting into place and and doing like prison reform and 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 things like that like that they want private prisons in our country they want this is this is money for them this is for them to control us i've been telling people for years i mean you can buy stock in prisons that's fucking insane michael jordan has a ton of stock in fucking prisons well, this is why, because I, I, I took a little heat, because um, I, I, I'm excited to see how Oregon is going to I was listening out. to you say that, and I totally agree with you 100%. Because the war on drugs is a total joke. Uh, it's a war on people. Um, I can see getting, you know, arresting and, and removing dealers that are, that, are, that are selling tons and tons of weight of dope 
Like, sure, arrest them. Uh, but by making it legal or even decriminalizing it, it takes the power out of the black market, especially making it legal. Um, and marijuana being 48% of the black market, Oregon's already legal there. So the amount of people that are using hardcore dope, like personal use, is probably less than 100,000 people in Oregon. Like there's not like in the entire country, really think about how there's not many people that are like just shooting up black tar heroin. On, oh, on yeah. Like the, the, the numbers don't equal the response. And we're spending so much money and resources on this drug war and then sending them to jail, which isn't fixing the problem. They're just getting into jail, a better criminal. And they go back to right what they were doing. Well, there's more drugs in jail than there is on the streets. You can't keep drugs out of a federal prison, maximum prison. You can't keep drugs that are free and open society. It's impossible. Yeah, exactly. And and through history, uh, history shows us that prohibition doesn't work. Prohibition uh, started uh, organized crime because yep. if there's a need, someone's going to fill it because people Absolutely. like money. So people are going to be like, oh, man, people really like alcohol. I don't care. They're going to risk. There's always risk in everything you do. And you got to weigh it out. If you can figure out a way that you're, the risk is good for you, you're going to do it. You don't got to tell me, man. I got a felony for weed, dude. Yeah, which is <laughs> bullshit. I got a couple of homies like that. I, I don't even dumb. understand how how we even live in the 2000s and that was even a thing. Yeah, it's so dumb, dude. Like, I got my house for SWAT team came to my house for fucking weed. Like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, it's the dumbest shit ever. And he's like, oh, we, we, we arrest weed dealers because they usually have other drugs on them. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, if you've been watching me and tailing me, you know... All I got is fucking weed. If you've been tapping my phones, you know all I got is fucking weed. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so stupid. Um, and the war on drugs is dead. So I'm very interested to see how Oregon's going to play out. And I really hope that it's a stepping stone to a brighter future for the country. Because um, President Trump already said if the, the bill hits his desk to legalize marijuana nationwide, he would sign it. And um, I think that that step alone nationwide would make a huge, huge impact because, again, 48% of the black market is marijuana. And if you remove 48%, there's no need for DEA. There's no need for all these prisons. Yep. And guess what? We have more money. Yep. We have more money to spend elsewhere on infrastructure and our schooling system. Like, our schooling system is atrocious. Yeah. It should, oh. be, it should be at the top in the top tier of the world as far as education goes. And they're teaching us nonsense. Like, we went to school like I still have yet. The only things that I've used from school is basic math, basic English and fucking history. And the history that they taught us wasn't even fucking real it yeah. was bullshit to begin with. But I used that as a base to find out what the real history is. Um, so it's a joke. Well, the sc schools are just uh, all uh, the public schools are uh, Rockefeller uh, indoctrination fucking camps. Yep. That's all it is. Quote by John D. Rockefeller, I don't want a nation of uh, thinkers, I want a nation of workers. And that's literally why he created the... the and that's why I always had trouble in school because I'm a, I've always been that guy go, that like when I, I've always played the devil advocate. I just love to do that because someone goes, yeah, that, that, this is how it goes. And I go, well, what about this? And then they're like, man, would you shut the fuck up? Like the, even at work, every time I work at places, they're like, have a meeting and I'll be like, oh yeah, and raise my hand and they'll be like, oh, here we go. He's going to say some shit. Like, yep. He's going to he's going to throw a wrench in my whole thing that I just said and make me look stupid like fuck this guy. Uh, and that's what it is. It always is like I don't I don't expect anybody to take my word for anything that I say. And, and I say it on a show all the time. Yo, go fact check, like go research yourself. Like, don't just go to one source, like cross reference. Like my favorite question that people ask is like, yo, James, how do you do your research? I'm like or like or not. How do you do? What sources do you use? 
And I'm like, I use multiple sources. Like you can't just use one source and take it for fact. Yeah. And especially with mainstream media, like I usually I'll dig, I'll dig all over the internet and find sources. Like back in the day when internet was a little bit more open, it was a lot easier, but you still had to use forum boards to find the government documents and find the information yep. that you wanted to find. Like if you were researching operation Northwoods, you couldn't just Google operation Northwoods and get the documentation. Yep. You have to actually dig through forums to find the government documentation for operation Northwoods. Yeah. But now you or, can just put that shit in Google and you yeah. fucking find that shit on the CIA website. <laughs> yep. Yep. Same thing with mockingbird, the, the heart yep. attack. Like there's so many things that just, it's there. It's so easy to find. And, people still call them conspiracies. And I'm like, bro, like, here's the government documents. Like, when I explain, like, have you done research in Operation Northwoods at all? Yeah, yeah, I've looked into the Operation Northwoods. That is one of the wildest conspiracy, well, not even, the wildest things that the government tried to do and the CIA and other intelligence operations tried to do to the American public. And it just further proves that 9-11 was an inside job and a complete well, uh, Yeah, because that Bay of Pigs, that's the one with the Bay of Pigs, right? Before the Bay of Pigs. Bay this is, what, this Pigs is what caused stress between, between Cuba. Between, that, no, this is what caused stress between JFK and the clowns in action. Oh, this yeah, is yeah, why yeah. he okay, didn't okay. trust them because of Operation Northwoods. So Operation Northwoods, what happened was the CIA, the Russians were trying, this is the heart of the Cold War when JFK was president. So you have to keep that in mind. And the Russians were trying to build military bases on Cuba. And uh, the CIA and other intelligence operations didn't want that to happen. But they couldn't just go and, like, take military action. There had to be a reason for them to get into a military conflict. So what they were going to do is they were going to stage a false flag. And the false flag that they were going to stage is literally what they were going to do. And tell me if this sounds familiar. So they were going to disguise a commercial airline as a, a drone as a commercial airline. In, two, in 1962, they were going to yeah. hologram disguise a, a drone as a commercial airline. They were going to blow it up right by Cuba. They were going to have a submarine service drop off a bunch of plane parts and passports that were completely intact. Pa where have we heard that before? Yeah. And they were going to show up and they were going to fly the actual real plane with the passengers on it to a military base and, and unload them and get them prepped and declassed and things like that. Um, and then they were going to have military, Cuban military. It was going to be really American military or uh, covert uh CIA members that were going to show up on, on the land in Miami and soak in Southern Florida and start shooting innocent Americans. And that was going to be the catalyst for them to go to, to war go with Cuba. Yes. And this hit JFK's desk and he's like, yo, get the fuck out. We're not doing this. Like, no. And then that's why when the Bay of Pigs happened, he's like, yo, I don't trust a fucking thing. Like you tried to kill American people to go to yeah. war. Like, why am I going to buy you buy this story that you're telling me with the Bay of Pigs? And that was the whole thing. But again, in 62. I think I always get those up. two crossed up, man. Those ones always cross me it's up. It's the same timeline. It's like right around the same time. Okay. Uh, but that's what caused the 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 friction between uh, JFK. And this is why he said he was going to splinter the CIA into 5,000 pieces. Like this is why he said these things because of Operation Northwoods. And you could literally go and look up these government documents. And you'll see in 1962, they weren't going to disguise a drone as a commercial airline. And the, the, one of the theories that goes around with 9-11 is that they, disguise, they disguised drones as commercial airlines. Like, they, I don't even think they did it in the Pentagon. Like, if you watch that one video they got through, it looks like a fucking missile. Yeah, it uh, does. For, it looks exactly like a missile. And then, like, in the, and then on the towers, like, 
there's tons of footage and now all of us saw it live if you were you know uh, of age we saw it and and how many people were like man i heard man explosions i just went down there boom 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 and then you go to another guy man i was just in the i heard explode everybody was talking about hearing explosions and mm -hmm. after the plane hit allegedly hit that then they heard the explosions not as the plane hit they go and they they would specifically say that they go no the plane hit and everything shook and mm -hmm. then i heard secondary explosions coming from the basement you could see it i my mm -hmm. my father's best friend was on the 82nd floor of the south tower uh one of my best friends wow uh, yeah one of my best friends was in culinary school uh he's the host of freethinker.tv mike romanelli shout out to him he was in culinary school and he was right like a block away from that covered in dust like it, he was right right there and he's like yo i he's like i remember seeing like military like all black swat team guys like on the floor already before it even happened like it was fucking wild um and if you go listen to him i think he talked about it on uh, my maria's podcast he talked about that experience so go check that out it's a really really wild experience to be right there and i grew like i said i grew up 20 minutes from manhattan you can see yeah. the towers smoking from my house so it really had like a big impact and it didn't really hit me until the commission report came out because i was in seventh grade i never forget where i was i was in gym class when i heard the news and um and i was just more excited about going home yeah and the day off of school like i was yeah. in seventh grade and like i was like sweet we don't have school like awesome i want to go hang out with my friends and then as i you know a year went by and more information came out the commission report i i read the commission report and i was like yo this doesn't fucking make sense that was not a, a, a office fire that made this collapse this is fucking crazy yeah like, there's no fucking way like they don't even talk about building six they don't even talk nope. about the, the the building that got hollowed out like it's just completely hollow yeah like, <laughs> and then building seven still building well, yeah, seven building seven was a demolition it was a straight demolition yeah straight demolition and, well, see, for me, like, I was, like, when I was in high school, I was a senior in high school, and I was kind of like, yeah, that was, like, I was just, like, it was crazy, but I was just, like, and I remember everybody was like, man, fuck these terrorist motherfuckers, man, that motherfucker come over here, I'll like, because, I like, everybody in the hood was like, yeah, fuck these motherfuckers, like, all this shit, but then we saw loose change, and we were like, what the, f well, first we saw Fahrenheit 9-11, uh, Michael Moore's film, we watched his film, mm -hmm. and we were like, hmm, but at the time, though, it was it, it yeah, pointed us into right. the right direction because we were like, whoa, that's weird. And then loose change completely fucking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like if you considered Fahrenheit 9-11 a red pill, this shit was like the ultimate black pill. And we snorted it. And, no, we fucking slammed that shit. It's like slamming heroin, man, because we could yep. not believe and everything was backed up. You, you had science. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like, hey, speculation. It was straight facts of like, look, this couldn't happen. This happened. And it was it blew my mind at the time. And then. I could never. I was like, I am never going to no, be able to trust this government. You can't turn it off after that. Once mm -mm. you once you see it, there's no. You question everything, anything, and everything that they do. And I even say like, because right now, like I said earlier, we're at a point in history where if we if we don't uh, if this legal battle doesn't go our way, uh, our republic will probably be lost forever if we don't stand up and fight. And I said on our show, I was like, listen, I never wanted like through my red pill journey, I never wanted to join the military because of the wars that we were fighting i always knew that they were fucking bullshit like i already i always knew that the reasons why we were in these places were just for greed and money and for the military industrial complex like i i always knew that so i was like yo i'm not i'm not joining the military like fuck you guys why am i gonna fight a war to benefit you guys that go and kill all these innocent people for for what so you can enrich yourselves fuck you but if it came down to this where we're about to lose our republic best believe 
I'm on the front fucking lines. Oh, like, I'm with I'm, you, man. I'm not going quietly. Like, cause if it does get to that point where they're like mandatory vaccinations, start sending people to re-education camps, we're the first ones in line. Oh, the, for sure. The first ones they're going to come after. And I've already actually had conversations with my family. Sometimes they think, oh, shut up, you're stupid. I really tell them, I say, look, man, there may be a point in time where you have to disavow me and don't think that I'm going to be mad at you. Do that shit. Do what you got to do. to. I'm going to do what I got to do to keep fighting. You guys just keep safe mm-hmm. as best as you can and I'm going to do what I got to do because I already told people, I, like when 9-11 happened, I'm not going to lie, I was 18 years old and I was ready to join the Marines and I went. They didn't allow me because I didn't go to 10th grade and some other bullshit because there were so many people enlisting. Because yep. everybody, because it was like, I never really cared about, like, not that I didn't care about America, but I didn't feel that uh, patriotism or anything like that. Because it was just like, whatever, I'm just living life, smoking weed, drinking, whatever. And when that happened, it was just like, man, I can't believe they attacked our country. What the fuck? And you killed innocent people. This was before we knew the commission report all the, and everything yep. started trickling out. So we were kind of like, man, you know, it got us pumped up. And now that's how I feel again, but even like like a hundred times more because I'm like, you're not, I don't care, man. Like I tell people, I don't care. You're not going to, not while I'm breathing, is this going to ever be a communist country? I will not be breathing. That's all I nope. know. Nope. I won't, I won't go down without a fight. And you see things like AOC that she's saying that we need to start making lists and document all these the sycophants. I'm like, yo, this is what they did in Russia. This is what Mao did in China. This is what Lenin did. And like, this is what they did. And and you think that this is a joke. Like, you think that, oh, she's just saying that because she doesn't like you guys. Like, no, she's dead fucking serious. She wants us rounded up and re-educated. This is what they did in Cuba. Like, they had full-blown... Like, go and talk to somebody from those... Like, Venezuela, like, man. Look at Venezuela. Yeah. Look at uh, the, Bol- the, what's it, the Bolshevik Revolution. Yep. You got the... Uh, like you said, Mao, the, the, the Red Guard. To me, the Red Guard is... Uh, uh, because this COVID lockdown is just the beginning. People don't understand there's going to be a, a climate change lockdown. That whole, uh, uh, what's it called? The Sunrise Movement. That's mm-hmm. that whole climate change movement where they're all like uh, sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders. These kids don't understand shit about what they're talking about, the climate change. I'm not saying that I'm not a climate change denier. Obviously, I'm not smart enough to actually like know the it's actual bullshit. It's that bullshit. If it's bullshit or not. But what I say is bullshit. this. First of all, we don't know if it's a cycle of the earth. Because the earth, exactly. nobody knows exactly. That's what I think it is, too. Because And earth. actually, a lot of people say we're going into more of a, 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 a mini ice age. That's what a lot of people have, have said. Well, that's the thing. Think Really think about it. They, the data that they use is only uh, a short period of time of the existence of Earth. And the Earth has gone through so many climate change, climate changes, you know, a hot, hot time, the ice age, things like this. This is what the Earth does, and this is what it's done for billions of years. So uh, do we have an effect on the environment absolutely the things that we do definitely has an effect on the environment and should we be environmentally conscious yes absolutely we should be but to sit here and say that we need to be taxed for to, to fix the climate that's the dumbest fucking shit ever yeah, and that's, that's the only reason that they're pushing it down our throats and this is what they're doing like you said like the red the red army with mao he taught the children to turn against their parents he literally used the children gave them all this information in school and the, they, they, the, the children were turning their parents in to, to Mao's regime and they were getting mm-hmm. executed and they're doing the same thing now, which is really fucking scary. Um, oh, I see my man Derek in here. What's good, dude. Um, but uh, 
it's it's something that we have to we have to either decide and i don't think it's going to get to this climate change lockdown i really don't I, no I, no I, I, I feel very good right now i feel no that's what good. i'm saying i'm the same with you because i know a lot of people like even some people i know that are complying trust me when it comes to that i don't think we'll even i think in my opinion that we will have closer to a 10 to 15 percent uh, that i think there's that many awake people like not just right awake people maybe three more. to four there might be more, but I know that we could get at least ten to fifteen for sure, and that's a that is a fucking country right there. Yeah, well, we have three about three in between three hundred thirty and three hundred sixty million people in our country, give or take. Um, so three. Not to mention of, the sympath, not to mention the sympathizers that we'll get. You know, the people that might not be part of the 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 whole revolution, but they'll they'll find ways to help us. It always happens because people. Uh, crave freedom. Nobody wants to be locked down, a boot on your neck. Nobody wants to be uh, just. Uh, this society that we're building where you're, you can't, you got to watch what you say. You got to be, be careful who you talk to. You got to be careful your opinion. You, if you don't think this way, you're a bad person. Like it, they've just been fucking with people so much socially with this engineering that like, I think people are sick of it. And you can see that people are frustrated and they don't know what to do. People you wouldn't expect. Yep. <laughs> no, I get messages all the time from people. I and mean, they, they deleted my, my personal Facebook that I had since 2007. So really, I, um, yeah, they deleted it just because I was sharing all the fraud videos. They just, they, they didn't give me a 30 day ban and give me nothing. They just deleted my Facebook. Um, they, uh, deleted my personal Instagram. Um, and it's unbelievable that we're still up on, on, on Instagram as well as for our podcast. Like I'm on 2.0 right now because my main is so shadow banned. No yeah. one even sees the content. Like it's a joke. Well, I didn't see uh, you for a while, man. Like because yeah. I I thought you got deleted because I because my followers I just did. started like falling, so I could tell that people were getting their accounts deleted, and I was like, damn, man. And I didn't see you for a long time, and I was like, man, another one bites the dust, I guess. I lost our account three days before the election, and we were one of the accounts that got brought back somehow, uh, which is fucking wild. I'm so thankful for it. But again, at the same time, it's just the information. If you remove our account. I have our backup. I have a third backup. Like I'll keep making fucking accounts. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna stop, um, and I'm gonna keep sharing this information because that's the best thing that we could do. Like General Flynn is such an important piece of this war right now, in my opinion, and there's a reason why they attacked him so badly. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the plot against the president, um, I highly, highly, highly recommend everybody go and watch that documentary. It's on Amazon Prime right now. But um, what they did to General Flynn um, and what President Obama said to President Trump when they were making the transition, Obama goes, Barry Sorteto, he's like, hey, yeah, Donnie, um, make sure you, you don't let anybody tell you who to put in your cabinet or who to put around you. Put your guys that you trust around you, except for Michael Flynn. Don't use Michael Flynn. And President Trump got out of that meeting and goes to his campaign team. He's like, all right, what, what position are we giving Michael Flynn, and they gave him the position of positions to have the director of national intelligence, yeah. access to all of the intelligence there is, and they immediately tried to take him down and frame him. And it's all about how they tried to frame him and all the evidence that they they withheld and they used because it's all connected with Russia and the FISA documents. It's all connected. So the people that helped with that were people by the names of Cash Patel mm -hmm. and Ezra Cohen Watnick. And I don't know if you saw these names. Uh, they came out yesterday into the public eye. I'm not too familiar with it. You're, you're kind of giving me a good insight because I'm not too familiar with all the Flynn stuff. So Gen well, General Flynn's a very, very important piece. He's, there's a, you could do a whole episode on General Flynn. Um, but General Flynn – so 
Ezra Cohen Watnick and Cash Patel, um, they played a key role in investigating the Russia investigation and in General Flynn's case. So General Flynn's been in intelligence uh, for decades. He's been in the Army since 1982. Um, so he's, he's a general for a reason. He has access to some of the most classified in, information in the world, and he knows how intelligence works. And he had a meeting with uh, McCabe. And after that meeting, he said to Ezra Cohen Watnick, he said, hey, this man is a bad man. He's trying to frame me. Said it right there. And then, like, two days later, he was supposed to have a meeting with two high-ranking FBI officials. I think one was Peter Strzok. I forget who the other one was. And um, they came a day early. They didn't show up the day that they were supposed to. They came a day early. And General Flynn went in and had a meeting, an interrogation with them by himself. He didn't have any, any lawyer, nobody there to back up his story or corroborate his story. So you're telling me a man that has all his intelligent experience, knows that they're trying to frame him, goes in and, and sits down without anybody there to, to back up his story. Like, I'd, I'd understand that if it was just some regular, like you or I, like me and you might have fallen. Yeah, yeah. Like that. But this man has, knows anything and everything about intelligence. He's not doing that on accident. But while he's in there, Ezra Cohen Watnick is like, yo, where's General Flynn? And they told him, like, and he's making all the phone calls to Nunez, to all these people. He's like, yo, we got to get General Flynn out of this meeting immediately. And that's the same meeting that they used to frame him and say that he lied under oath um, and and went against him. And Cash Patel, they he's like James Bond, this dude, this this Indian dude. Yeah. He's a fucking legend, this dude. He literally figured out and investigated everything for the Russian investigation. So every narrative that they gave us, he's like, all right, let's follow the money. Let's go to the flight records. Like, all of this is documented. Let's go and line it up with, with the story that they're telling us. And everything they told us was a lie. And he's like, yeah, we asked 48 different people if they had any evidence of collusion or, or, or anything with Russia, all 48 would say no, but then they'd go out in the public like Adam Shifty Schiff and say, oh, there's irrefutable evidence. He's like, yeah, we, we already have their, their statements under oath. Like, everything that they're telling you is fucking lie. So yesterday, Mark Esper gets fired, the head of the Department of Defense, the, the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, and they appoint Nick Collins, who's a specialist in counterterrorism, and they appointed uh, a man by Anthony... Uh, Tata to be the policy head. They appointed Cash Patel as the intel head, and they appointed Ezra Cohen Watnick as the chief of staff for the Department of Defense. These people were not appointed there for no reason. Yeah, they, they are there to literally take names. These people are so fucked, and this is what they're see we're seeing the media do to try to spin this story right now to make it look like Joe Biden won. Because they think that they still have control. They're, they have all the evidence already. They're so, so fucked. And I cannot wait. Well, yeah, the, the whole, uh, what's it called? Like, I got a little clip of that with, with Ron Paul. So, the, the, it's a short paragraph. Then there are the janky numbers in all those other states where the Dominion vote tabulation software. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the one to look at. Dominion vote tabulation software was used. And then he goes, he goes on to give examples of this. 130,000 here, 27,000 there, et cetera. By the way, the, this, is the, this is the pitch here. Uh -huh. This is the point. By the way, the company that puts out the Dominion product is partly owned by Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein's husband, huh. Richard Blum, one of the 
top executives is Nancy Pelosi's former chief of staff. And the software development was funded by the Clinton Global Initiative. Now, there's a real good group. Shocker. Shocker. <laughs> like, it, it's so obvious at this point. And like I said, again, if this happened 15, 20 years ago, no one would know anything about it. it would yeah, be- we wouldn't even be discussing it, man. We would nope. just like, hey, new president, Joe Biden, whatever. Yep. All right. We fucked. We're, we're fucked. We lost. All right. Cool. Let's wait. Wait till the next four years and and see what's going on. Like these elections haven't been just rigged this year. And this is why the narrative that they're spinning us right now is so outrageous that it's so unbelievable um, that because because they rigged it so poorly and they had to because Trump supporters showed out so big for President Trump and voted so much for this guy that they had to give Joe Biden, a man who couldn't fill a classroom, the most votes in presidential election history, more than Obama did in 08, more than any other president ever, Joe fucking Biden got the most votes of all time. Like, this guy couldn't even fill a classroom. But at the same time, they're trying to tell us that President Trump got the highest minority and black vote for any GOP candidate in over 60 years. So they're trying to tell us both narratives, which is basically mathematically impossible for them to happen. Oh, uh, for sure. Not to cut you off, but it looks like we're at 56 seconds that is about to cut off. So <laughs> oh, shit. Because you know oh, how you man. can only get an hour. Uh, great conversation with you, man. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get more in touch and keep chopping it up. Uh, oh, can sure. you tell everybody where that uh, where they can follow you, your YouTubes, uh, Instagram, Spotify, and all that? Definitely, Sean. I appreciate you having me on. You can find us at We The People Radio on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple, all that, Google. Uh, we The People Radio on YouTube. When YouTube apparently comes back up, it's down right now. Um, you can see my ugly mug all day. Um, <laughs> and WPR USA uh, 17 on Twitter and Parlor. So check us out over there uh, in case everything goes down. But, yo, Sean, I appreciate you having me on, man. It was a blast. It was a lot of man, fun. Man, nice having you on. And you know how we do it? Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up.
American boy, KMO with my red hat. Born free in this great land, ain't got we trust you better bet that. If I fell off and lost it all, I'ma bounce back in the same day. Cause that flag stands for freedom, and it flies high each and every day. Two white boys in this rap shit, doing crazy numbers, gotta swear them in. I don't see no color money, making proud Americans. Donald Trump with his rap shit, MPJ where they can't beat. From the U.S., where well, at least I know I can run free. I'll never forget the man who died just to get that right to me.